Imagine you're Eve, and you are picking fruit from a luscious tree in God's beautiful garden. You're startled when a snake cozies up and starts talking with you. You weren't aware that snakes could talk, but you're the new girl on the block, so you're still learning as you go. The snake asked you if God had really said you weren't supposed to eat any of the fruit in the garden. You think that's kind of a silly question, because why else would you be picking fruit at this very moment? To juggle? Hardly. You tell the overly snuggly and curious snake that God said you could eat from any tree in the garden except the one in the center, and if you did, you would die. He's lying to you, the snake says in a voice that suddenly seems a little slithery. He wants to keep you from becoming like him. The snake's words seep into your heart, and you're no longer content with the entire garden God has given you. Now, all you want is the fruit from the tree in the center of the garden. As you stare at the tree, your thoughts become consumed with the idea that God is keeping you from the one thing that will truly make you happy. You slowly pick the fruit from the tree, anticipating the utter joy you are about to experience. You bite into it and savor its juiciness. Your emotions explode, but you don't know how to explain these new feelings. In a rush, you turn and hand the fruit to Adam, and he bites into it as well. As you take turns finishing the fruit, you slowly begin to understand your new emotions. As you stare at the remains of the fruit, you realize you're not filled with joy, but dread and fear. The snake lied to you. You hear God calling out to you, But now that you've disobeyed him, you imagine he doesn't love you anymore. Filled with apprehension, you turn to Adam and plead, What should we do? I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like... Chicken and Waffles. Hey, preteens! It is another great day to become unique and unforgettable by learning and obeying God's Word. I am so glad you're here with me today, and I hope that you're ready to learn something new and to become unique and unforgettable by applying God's Word. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to Benjamin, who is 12 years old, and he is a listener to Chicken and Waffles, and he left a review recently in Apple Podcasts and said, this podcast has been a good reminder that God is always there for me. Benjamin, thank you so much for leaving a review, and I am so glad that you've been reminded of this truth. You know what? You're right that God is always there for you because as Romans 8.39 says, nothing can separate you from God's love. And I am so glad that Chicken and Waffles has helped you remember that. Thank you for listening and submitting a review. Now, let's jump in today and we are in Genesis chapter 3. So, let's start off with our first question. What does it mean? Now, Have you ever been like Eve, where you know what is right, but that temptation to do what's wrong seems right and desirable? 
you know, your mom might ask you to take out the garbage while you're playing a video game. Now, in that moment, playing the game feels so much better than taking out the stinky garbage so you keep playing. Or you might be taking a test and you don't know the answer on that test and you realize that you can see your friend's test and you think that your parents will be much happier with you if you get a good grade. So you decide to write down their answer. Or you might be at school and you want all the other kids to think you're cool. You ever been there before? I know I have. So when you're sitting in the cafeteria and then there's that kid that doesn't have a lot of friends, he walks by you, you end up making a snide comment and making fun of his clothes so everybody laughs at him. You know, none of those things are right. But in that moment, you feel like your way is the right way. And that's exactly what happened with Adam and Eve. They thought their way was better than God's way. So they ended up sinning. Now, sin is when you choose your way instead of God's way. God has told us through the Bible what is right and what is wrong. And whenever we don't obey and follow his instructions, That's called sin. After Adam and Eve made that choice, they hid from God. And let's see what they did next. We're going to read Genesis chapter 3, 11 through 13. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Now, they did exactly what many preteens do. You know, you hide your misdeed, and when found out, you blame someone else for your own bad choice. Oh, did I say you do that? Surely you don't do that, right? Well, you know what? We all do that, including me. Let's find out if there was a consequence for their sin. Let's read Genesis 3, verse 23. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. This is the moment when people first became separated from God. That's what sin does. It separates us from him. And the reason that is, is because God is perfect and holy, and because we choose to sin, we're not perfect and holy, so we can't even be in his presence. So I want you to remember our big idea today is that sin separates me from God. Oh, that's a lot about what Genesis chapter 3 is about, is that sin has separated people from God. So what should I do? That's our waffle question. I want you to remember that reading the Bible should always affect the decisions you make and the actions you take. Now, here's the thing. If someone asked me if you had ever done the wrong thing, now there's a good chance I've never met you before, you know what I would say? Now don't take this the wrong way, but I would say 100% I know you've done the wrong thing. Now that doesn't seem very nice, does it? Now why would I say that? Because everyone has done the wrong thing, including me. So what should you do after you sin? Now, that's a big question, right? Because Adam and Eve, you know what they did? They hid from God, and then they blamed someone else. You ever blame someone else for the wrong thing that you did? I did that as a kid. You know what? I got kids today. They love to do that, right? It's never their fault. But I'm going to encourage you to do something else. 
I'm going to encourage you to confess and repent. If you're already a Christian, you're still going to sin. And that's really frustrating because you're like, I know what the right thing to do is, but I still do the wrong thing. Oh, and, and I hate it when I do that. Hey, that's a, that's a normal part of being a Christian. I want you to know that. And so when you do the wrong thing, you may be tempted to think that God is looking down at you, ready to scream and yell and scold you that you did the wrong thing. But I want you to remember that in reality, God is waiting for you to stop hiding, confess your sin, and repent or tell him that you're sorry. He is waiting for you to return. Now, is he sad that you've done the wrong thing? Yes but he's waiting for you to return to him. Now, here's the thing. I have felt many times in my life and my relationship with God that he was ready to he he was just ready to scold me and uh, and he looked down on me whenever I did the wrong thing. I want to read you one of my new favorite verses. And this is Isaiah 31:18. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. Ah oh, I love that. I wish I had discovered this verse a long, long time ago, because he is ready to forgive you. 1 John 1, 9 tells us that he is faithful to forgive us when we repent. And so I don't want you to try and hide your sin or blame someone else, right? Because usually everybody knows it wasn't their fault. It was really yours. Own up to what you did. Ask God to forgive you. And guess what? He will. He will gladly forgive you. And just like Isaiah told us, He's ready to show you his love and compassion. So confess and repent after you sin. Adam and Eve ended up being separated from God. And then Jesus came many, many years later so that we could, through his death and resurrection, be reunited with God. That's why Jesus came, to solve what Adam and Eve messed up. The next time when you do the wrong thing, I don't want you to hide and blame like Adam and Eve did, but instead confess and repent. It will be hard, but I promise you it will go better in the end. You will be forgiven by God. You'll be forgiven by the person that you have wronged, and you will restore those relationships. Hey, I love having you with me as we journey through Genesis. If you're enjoying listening to Chicken and Waffles and you're sitting there going, hmm, how can I let Pastor Michael know that I love his podcast? First, I'm really glad you asked that question. And I want to encourage you to be like Benjamin, who left a review in Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to let me know that you love it. And it's a good way to encourage other preteens to join us too. And if you're a preteen that leaves a review, I'm going to read it on a future episode. Chicken and Waffles has been listened to in multiple countries, so you're joining preteens from all around the world whenever you listen to an episode. Hey, I want you to remember, every time you learn and obey God's Word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like chicken and waffles. I'll see you next time.